Good morning, Central Baptist Church Saints, and good morning to you two who are joining us for this virtual service this morning. Um, what I want to do with us this morning, I want to look at Psalm 23. It's a famous psalm that is known um, by a lot of people, and some people are able to recite it from heart. I just want us to take time and meditate on this special psalm this morning. Let me read from uh, my ESV uh, uh, Bible, and uh, we'll continue to hear what God has to say to us this morning. Psalm 23, this is what the Word of God says. Let us hear him. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. This is God's word. Let us pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, our Lord and God, indeed your word um, reminds us of this um, awesome um, reality that we have you as our shepherd. As we um, study your word this morning and hear from you, may our hearts be lifted up to you in worship, praise, and unrestrained um, um, joy. Uh, may you be pleased, O oh Lord, to speak to us this morning and to give me clarity of speech and clarity of thought as we dive into your word. In Jesus' blessed name we pray this. Amen. Psalm 23 teaches us that in a world that is marked by uncertainty, what we need the most is the assuring presence of God and the fact that God has not left us, that he continues to be with us even in the most difficult of times. When our economic livelihoods are threatened, when you struggle with finding a job or you are on the verge of losing a job that you have worked so hard to get, when you face physical, uh, um, psychological, and emotional struggles, Psalm 23 stands out in the darkest of our discouragement with the bright light of God's assuring care, love, and presence in our lives. You see, a Christian who picks up the psalm in the most trying times is joyfully reminded that he or she is not alone. There's an assurance here of God's love, a motivation to be joyful in him, a confidence in his protection and provision. It is a psalm that calms the soul. Matthew Henry says, it is the duty of Christians to encourage themselves in the Lord their God. And the best way to do that this morning is to meditate on this psalm, Psalm 23. It is a psalm that is ascribed to 
David. We do not know exactly the um, circumstances or the situation that brought about the writing of the psalm. Many say that David wrote the psalm in the days when he was a shepherd boy tending to his father's flock. And no doubt David um, could have composed some psalms when he was young. But it is unlikely that this psalm is written when David was a young man. If you look at verse 6, uh, that phrase, the house of the Lord, um, refer, if, if it refers to the temple, then, then this psalm is written in the later years of his life when he had become king. And this is probably during the time when David was being pursued by his son, Absalom, who wanted the throne of Israel. When you look at Second Samuel chapter 15 to chapter 20, and David is fleeing for his life and he's outside Jerusalem and in the, in the wilderness he recalls his time as a shepherd and, and meditates on the care and presence of the Lord even in life's threatening situation. And my desire is that as you hear the sermon this morning, you will grow in confidence and assurance that whatever circumstance you find yourself in, God is with you and he deeply cares for you. We see in the Psalm 3 comforting realities of having the Lord as our shepherd. Three comforting realities of having the Lord as our shepherd. A shepherd who provides, a shepherd who protects, and a shepherd who is present. Let us look at the first comforting reality of having the Lord as our shepherd. He is a shepherd who provides. A shepherd who provides. We see that in verses 1 to verse 3. Verse 1 to verse 3, listen to the psalmist once again as he declares his confidence in the Lord. Um, Psalm 23 Uh, Verse 1 to verse 3, he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in, 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 in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You see, in the midst of difficulty and uncertainty, when we are, when we are in, in those situations, we can be assured of our shepherd's provision. And notice the confidence the psalmist expresses and confesses in the Lord. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The the, the metaphor of shepherd presents the Lord as the spiritual leader and teacher. He is a king. But but not only that, but it, it, it also brings out the image of the Lord as a provider who knows the needs of his flock. David, outside the comforts of his kingdom, hiding out in the wilderness, away from Jerusalem, running away from his son, expresses his confidence in the Lord. He he uses the the covenant name of the Lord, Yahweh, to refer to God. It it is a name that reminds us that God is a promise-keeping God, that he never backs down from his word, that whenever he makes a promise, he keeps it as he has made that promise. And this promise-keeping God, David says, is 
my shepherd and you you can you can sense the the the, the, the personal reference there that he is close with the lord he, he he sees the lord as his shepherd he sees he has intimacy with the lord in the midst of his difficulty in the midst of the circumstances that he's going through in the midst of people that have forsaken him and 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 as he is being pursued by his son who wants to take his life David sees the Lord as the one who is close to him as his shepherd. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. You can, you can sense the, the confidence in that confession. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm inclined to, to see here that it is not, uh, his confidence is not in the fact that he shall not want in terms of material things, but in the fact that he has the Lord. And at the end of the day, that is all that he wants, that he feels that when he has the Lord as his shepherd, he doesn't have any lack in his life. I wonder if that's a reality with you, that you see the Lord as all that you need, that even though you might have things in abundance or you might not have anything, it it, it doesn't matter to you because you have the Lord. I wonder if that is your confession to say, the Lord is my shepherd. He is all that I want. I am content in him. I am satisfied in him because he is all that my soul desires. Looking back at the history of Israel, there's an undisputed testimony of the Lord's care and provision. It is helpful to look back at how uh, uh, at how the Lord was with you in the past, and uh, to take a look at, at at how you you have been taken care of in the past, and and to take courage based on His track record of faithfulness, knowing that He will continue taking care of you both now and in the future. Reflect with me on how. The good shepherd has provided for his flock back um, in, in, in biblical times. Immediately after the exodus from Egypt, our forefathers wandered in the wilderness without any water. They, they forgot that their shepherd could provide their needs. When, when they came to, to bitter waters, they complained. But the good shepherd told Moses to throw a tree into the water and it became sweet to drink. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That they came to a place where their shepherd provided uh, 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. They, They were given water to drink and a place to rest their weary souls. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But, but they continued to complain, not remembering what their shepherd had provided before. That they said at least in Egypt they had meat and bread to eat. So, so, so why not go back there? <laughs> Ironically, when they, 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 they reminisce about Egypt, they forget the hard part of Egypt. They forget the slavery uh, that they were under, the, 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 the hardship that they were under. And they just remember the onions and the cucumbers of Egypt. 
But the good shepherd again still provides bread called manna to, to eat in the morning and meat in the evenings. So much in fact that they did not have to gather food on the Sabbath. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When there was nothing to drink again, the good shepherd provided a rushing river from a rock in the desert. He commands Moses to go and speak to the rock and the rock gives out water. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. After Moses died and Joshua took leadership, the the good shepherd provided the land of Canaan that flowed with milk and honey. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He he provided uh, animals to raise, rain for crops, streams to irrigate, land to harvest, and forest to meal. It it, it was so plentiful that every seventh year, they, they could have an entire year of Sabbath rest. The Lord is my shepherd. He restores my soul. In verse 3, what a shepherd that God was for, for those ancient people. And, 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 and we, we can be sure that this shepherd who, who was with the Israelites in the wilderness, who provided for them, is still a shepherd even today. And he is our shepherd. And we can cling to that promise. We, we, we can confess with David when he says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If he provided for so many of his children for so many hundreds and thousands of years, and do you think that he cannot provide for you? Do you think that he will forsake you now? Think about that. As, as your loving shepherd, he provides for each and every, uh, for, for each and every day. And, and look at the way he has already given you undeserved mercy in Christ, giving you exactly what you need. The Lord Jesus Christ is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He leads me beside still waters. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He restores my soul. The Lord Jesus is my shepherd. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And that that little phrase for his namesake, doesn't it tell us that, that God is good? No, no, not because we are uh, the best sheep in the flock, or not because we have done well that the Lord takes care of us. He does not provide for us because we have scratched his back and with his provision, now he's scratching our back. He does so because of his namesake, for his own reputation. You see, the the... The when you want to see that a, a, a shepherd is a good shepherd, you see with the condition of his flock, the, the condition of his sheep. And the Lord really does um, display his goodness by his provision in our lives for his name's sake. Not only is he a shepherd who provides but secondly, the, the second comforting reality about having the Lord as our shepherd is that he is a shepherd who protects. Look at verse 4, a shepherd who protects. 
Verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. As David finds himself being pursued by his son, his life hanging by a thread, he reminds himself of the fact that the Lord is the great protector of his people. There is confidence in the psalmist that, uh, that is in the Lord and that in the Lord he is secured. That the psalmist here finds himself in the threatening presence of the valley of the shadow of death. But in the midst of this fearful circumstance, there's a courage, uh, uh, provi- there's a courage providing and fear removing presence of the Lord. He, he, he is confident, he is courageous, and he is not fearful because the Lord is with him. It's, it's amazing that David, such a great warrior who had a skill to fight and who had a skill and, and could read battles, here he doesn't trust in his own resources. He doesn't trust in his own abilities. He doesn't trust in his own skill. He trusts in the fact that the Lord is with him. The Lord is his protector. The Lord is the one who fights on his behalf. When you look at the story of um, Exodus, the biblical story of Exodus, it shows us how the great shepherd protected his flock in that time of history. Just just meditate with me on this. Um, he, he, he brought his sheep out of Egypt and into the wilderness to save them. But Pharaoh hardened his heart and commanded his enemies to pursue and kill them. Would the Lord protect his flock? Has he led them out to, to die in the wilderness, to die in the desert? There they were, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. And there he protected them. With with his staff, he led his ship through the Red Sea. On dry ground with his rod, he stood between Pharaoh's army and his sheep until they crossed. Then he used that rod to destroy Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea. And what a mighty shepherd Israel had in those days. And here's, the, here's a comforting reality. Here's a truth that we can rejoice in. That that shepherd who protected Israel in the wilderness, that shepherd who protected Israel against Pharaoh and his armies, that shepherd who protected David in the wilderness against his son Absalom is the same shepherd who, who, who protects us today. He is the shepherd that we have even today. Brothers and sisters, you see, the valley of the shadow of death comes in many shapes shapes and sizes. Some of us may be afraid of the day um, when we lie on our deathbed. Some of us uh, fear the day when our spouse will be called home to be with the Lord. See, we, we have no reason to be afraid because we have the Lord on our side. The Lord is my shepherd. Even though I or someone I love, someone that you love, walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we can be confident. 
we can confess that I will not fear any evil, for you are with me. When you walk down the the, the dark valley of temptation and you hear the devil's accusing and mocking voice saying to you, you are no child of God. You, you can't resist me. You, you can cry out in confidence and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I will fear no evil. You can cry out in the presence of the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd for you are with me. You can cry out for his help against the devil and and against your sins. The Lord is my shepherd. Your rod comforts me. You can cry out for his guidance away from temptation. You can say the Lord is my shepherd. Your staff comforts me. And, And it is comforting to know that the Lord protects his children. And brothers and sisters cling to that as your hope in the midst of difficulty. In the midst of life's uncertainties, in the midst of the circumstances, the difficult circumstances that we face, the painful circumstances we face, we can meditate on these words, knowing that the Lord is our provider and he is our protector. And not only is is he a shepherd who provides and protects, But the third comforting reality about having the Lord as a shepherd is that he is a shepherd who is present. A shepherd who is present, we see that in verses 5 to verse 6. In verse 4, he has already confessed the Lord, uh, the Lord's presence. He says, for you are with me. He he develops that idea, especially in verses 5 to verse 6. Look at verse 5 to verse 6. He says, "Uh, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here is the beautiful thing about our good shepherd's presence for us today. Even though David committed adultery with Bathsheba and killed her husband Uriah, even though the nation of Israel committed spiritual adultery with the false gods of the pagans, and even though we take God's grace for granted and continue to bring him sorrow, the Lord promises to be with us. There is no point when God forsakes his children. He continues to be with us. His presence in our lives must be a presence where he disciplines us. But as a father who disciplines, he does not forsake us. He disciplines us and brings us in the right way. But he continues to be with us. We continue to, 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 to know that he is present with us and he will never leave us. He is with us. You see, the presence of the Lord is with us in the midst of all our foes. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies in verse 5. The presence of the Lord blesses us. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. The presence of the Lord is, is with us now. He says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The, the presence of the Lord will be with us forever and ever. He says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we think about Psalm 23, it, it speaks of a shepherd who is good and faithful, who is strong and kind, a good shepherd, 
and the image of a good shepherd, we see it fully and clearly in our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd. He says in John chapter 10 verse 11, Jesus Christ says, I am the good shepherd. All, all these benefits of having the Lord as our shepherd and we being his sheep are found and in and, and because of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd because for me he became the sacrificial sheep. The Lord is my shepherd because he lived a life in, 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 in want so that I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd because he was tempted in the wilderness so that I might lie down in green pastures. The Lord is my shepherd because he thirsted so that I might be led beside still waters. The Lord is my shepherd because he was tormented in his soul on the cross that I might be restored to God. The Lord is my shepherd because he lived righteously so that I might be led in the path of righteousness. That I may walk in the righteousness that I have been given by him because of his death on the cross. The Lord is my shepherd because he walked through the valley of the shadow of death that I might fear no evil because he is with me. The Lord is my shepherd and he now prepares a table before me in the presence of my, my enemies, which is a foretaste of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. And you can be confident in that reality. You can be confident in that confession that the Lord is your shepherd because of what he has done on the cross and because he called you to believe in him. But let me say this. If you do not know the Lord as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you have not confessed your sin, if you have not seen yourself to be unworthy before him and deserving only his judgment, deserving only his wrath, if you don't see yourself as a sinner who is undeserving and who needs the grace of God and you have not confessed your sin, you have not confessed your sin and, 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 and your inability and, and your helplessness before him, receiving him as Lord and Savior, seeing what he did on the cross as, 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 as being enough to, to, to bring you into his kingdom, you cannot, you cannot confidently say the Lord is my shepherd. You might say it, but it doesn't make it true. The only um, way the Lord can become your shepherd is if you repent. That that means uh, turning away from your sin and turning to the Lord, turning away from a lifestyle that is an, 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 a lifestyle that is not pleasing to God, a life of sin, a life that does not does not show the righteousness of God, leaving that lifestyle behind, trusting Him, trusting that what He did on the cross through His. son is, is enough for you, then you can confidently say, the Lord is my shepherd. The only thing that you can do is, is, is run to him. Commit yourself to him. Surrender before him. Trust in him. Cling to him as the shepherd. May God bless you as you meditate upon the psalm. May God bless you 
as you draw near to him. Amen.